Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. This week we're going to be looking at some big double game with jabronis. <laughs> and as always, I'm your host Dan and I'm joined by Natalie. How are you doing, Natalie? Fine, thanks. Sorry, just let me turn my sound off. It's just Rosie yeah, Chad replying to my tweet. Better do that on Rose, my podcast over here. Rosie Chad reckons that I am still being good to myself if I eat the whole entire cheese and chive dip. It's not even cheese and chive, Which it's agree sour with. cream and chive dip. So for those of you who aren't behind the curtain, Natalie has just eaten a lot Almost of crisps. a whole thing of Sainsbury's Be Good to Yourself sour cream and chive dip. And that is how you podcast professionally, In ladies and gentlemen. approximately 25 minutes. <laughs> so it's an incredible work. Speaking of incredible work, how has your Fantasy League week performance been? Are you saying that it has been incredible work? Uh, I'm hoping it was, well, because otherwise you're just going to undermine my point entirely. Yeah, so I wildcarded. You'll recall that last episode you asked me if we could have any insight to my wildcard, and I said no, because I hadn't done anything Right. at that point. <laughs> I think I activated my wildcard on Wednesday night? Because I was fearful of price rises. And then no one I got in rose for two days. And I was like, this is annoying. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised. Like, this time of the season, the prices are kind of locked. I mean, the, the point one differences don't really well, seem to make that much difference. No, but they mattered because I only had so much money to mm. play with. So, that was my situation. Yeah. So how did it go anyway? It's gone alright, I think. Cons- all things considered... So, I think we're both relishing in the fact that we didn't captain Salah. Yeah. Well, I didn't own Salah, so it's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> after my wild card. Every time I think about it, I'm like, you don't yeah. own Salah. Yeah. And then I forget. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm feeling extremely smug. Yes. Um, which is lucky as well, because the rest of my team didn't do that great. Um, I think there was one standout move that you pulled off, though, right? Captain Sterling. Yeah. And get Jesus in. Yeah. Jesus with the nine-pointer, which is pretty funny because he didn't really play that well, but... Who cares? He got the goal. Yeah. It and was a nice goal. And Tomkins as well. Hmm. Clean sheet, that's all I wanted. Oh, speaking of which, frickin' the Crystal Palace clean sheet. You know, I'll go into my fury in a minute about Sacco, but... Yeah, so what are you, what are you on score-wise at the moment? 51 you... at the moment, with Kane and Eriksen still to play and Dunk to come in for company. Yeah, so a solid six points from, from Dunk. I'd like to give everyone the advice that never dismiss the order of your bench. Oh, very, absolutely. Very I really love that. That is one of my favourite parts of, of the pre-game week, is deciding which order to put people in on my bench. And also... To add to add on to your point, also never dismiss the the virtues of a high quality bench. I don't know about high quality. I think it's important for everyone on your bench to be playing. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me define high quality. <laughs> not not <dead>. angle angle <laughs> angle wrangle, <laughs> angel wrangel, uh, that people like that. Yeah. That's his real life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow. People like that and people like... Oh, uh, that 3.9 goalkeeper that people get. Keep yeah, what was he? Like Mayan Par or something. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's stupid. As soon as someone in your team dies, you've got some... Yeah, especially at this in. time of the season. No. If you've got those 3.9 players and they're not going to make an appearance, like, <laughs> this is when you have all of your defenders scoring one point and no one to come in for your guy who didn't play. yeah. So you're currently on 57, if we include 50, Dunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I don't want to do that yet. You've got your, your two... <laughs> okay. It's just easier. I think for the listener, it's easier to interpret if you have the full number. I'd be surprised if the listener even gets to hear this bit <laughs> um, I think that's a pretty good score. I mean, we are yet to see what happens with Kane tonight. We're recording before the game. I, so, yeah, basically anything we say on this, this podcast, just assume Kane either did... Well, or did badly. I don't <laughs> just know. assume Kane. Just assume Kane. That's a, that's a perfect way of putting it. Assume Kane. Uh, I am currently, if we include my bench boys, so this is another example of my bench actually doing quite well. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got Lowton with the, the six pointer coming in for David Silva, and Arnautovic on a two pointer coming in for Lacazette. So I'm adding an additional eight points. And I'm going to finish on 55. A Captain David Silva, 
But Vice Sanchez is the one who came in, so I'm actually going to get a, a 10 from him but as well. But you wanted to Vice Sanchez. I kind of did. At the end of the... Uh, sorry, the end of the week, I was between Vice Sterling and Vice Sanchez, and... I really thought David Silva was going to play. I completely missed the, like, in-the-know guy on, on Reddit or whatever saying that he wasn't going to play. Yeah. There was just this little part of me. I was, I was buying into the narrative with Sanchez. Even though I really wanted a City captain, I thought, if he doesn't play, though, at least I'll have an exciting one, like playing, playing the late game on the Sunday. And he did almost score, but it ended up going to Pogba. Uh, I mean, Sterling almost scored. Yeah, Sterling was brilliant though. We'll come to that in a bit. Uh, so 55 points. I'm not too displeased with that. I think that's okay. I'm just very worried about Kane and Ericsson and Davis and all those boys. I'm not. And I'm really sad because I've just seen I've got a massive hole in my sock and I quite like these That's socks. a bummer. Yeah. But you're, you wouldn't be worried about Kane because you have him. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. The opposite. I don't think this is going to be really big. Yeah. I Against think, Watford. Yeah. I... It's, it's one of those where I don't think it's going to be huge based on what I've seen from Spurs in the last three, four weeks. Yeah, for sure. But the fact that I do not have Kane or Ericsson or any Spurs players just strikes fear into my heart, honestly. Mm. It's but horrible. there are people out there with no City players, so I think... That is true. You've got one up on and I've there. Yeah, I've been ahead of the curve on that one. It's just everything else that mm-hmm. I do. Anyway, let's kick off with the weekend's games. We yes. had yeah. Crystal Palace with a an emphatic 5-0 win over Leicester City. And I guess Leicester are looking like very much the holiday team we thought they were. Yeah, today there was a man who had a really low score thus far this game week. And he was like, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> with a screenshot of his team with like, three Leicester players. Is he okay, Jan? Yes. Wow. Where do you think you've gone wrong? Because I can see it right here. And I'm a woman and I can't even see. <laughs> My brain is really small. Uh, I, I, honestly, I don't know what to say. I mean, they... It was a great performance from Crystal Palace, first off. Shocking. I, I guess we should look at that. So, Zaha... Off, off the back of a pretty disappointing week last week when yeah. he should have had a penalty, really... Uh, but he didn't... I thought he played well, but he didn't get on the score sheet. He didn't get any assists. This week, much different result for, for Palace and much deserved, I think, overall. Yeah. Um, despite the fact they don't have two fixtures next game week, hmm. I'm feeling pretty smug about telling everyone to to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been quite brilliant, haven't they? And they've just... It seems this has been their, their time to shine. They finally... All of the good work they were doing in previous games is starting to come to fruition. Fruition? Fruition. Um, yeah, so Zaha, 7 million, four goals and assists in the last four game weeks. Like, I can't recommend getting him in now hmm. for someone who has two games. But I don't know anyone who's the same price. Like, I don't know who you'd get in who's a similar price, who has two games this hmm. weekend, who might be good. I've no idea. So maybe you do want to get Zaha in. Yeah, I, the way I see Palace is like you could probably get away. I think Burnley are in a similar situation as well. You could probably get away with sort of having one of them in your squad, and just yeah. If you focus on like the double guys, but you have one that's like a bit more of a punt. There's got to be a differential because lots of people aren't gonna deliberately aren't gonna bring in single game week players. Mm. There is some value there, and especially if you look at the form and the way they're playing. Um, I currently have three Burnley players still, so I can't really bring him in. Yeah. But I would like to have a, a small short run over my man Sacco, who for a grand total of nine weeks earned me 11 points. And that, that includes a free hit as well. He got seven points on my free hit week. So if I take that away, it's eight weeks, four points. <laughs> and now in the last two weeks, he's got 20 points after I removed him on my wildcard. So... It's, it's, it's Mares all over again. Yeah, it really is. It's so disappointing. And I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't be too mad because I had the choice of removing Van Dyke or removing Sacco. And I went, I went to keep Van Dyke because I was just like, he's more of a sure thing. Really, what I should have done is been the renegade and been like, nah, keep the palace boy. It would be wicked. Uh-huh. And then I could be, what, like... 12, no, 14 points better off than I am. Yeah. 
But, you know, swings and roundabouts. It's It happens in FPL. Yeah, I'm quite sad that I literally couldn't afford anyone other than Tompkins. Like, yeah. I wanted Tompkins, but I would have... If I had the money, I would have rathered Van Arnold or yeah. Sacco. Yeah. And it just wasn't... The Tompkins has been on great form as well and has been a threat and I think still can be a threat in the next two games. Yeah, this is a repeat of... I don't know if it was last season or the season... It must have been last season. Um... When like Man City won a match like by like six goals to nil or something, hmm. and I turned it, I saw the score and was like, "Oh, sick! How many points has my boy Sane got? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no goals, no assists, oh. nothing." This was a repeat of that for Milivojevic yeah. and Tompkins. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there like, Tompkins, what are you doing? Well, you just had two goals in the last four game weeks. Where are they? Where are they now? <laughs> Why haven't you got them now, you bastards? I can't find them. Um, so that was that was fine. I'm actually not at the time. I was a bit like, "Oh, this is silly," but I'm actually not annoyed about the Milivojevic penalty. Hmm. I have been riding that man for far too long <laughs> to, to expect phrasing. Yes, to expect like a goal every yeah. Week. Like it's the what? Five, you probably bought him at like four point nine or something. Cheaper than that. Really? Think, yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's ridiculous. And he's been getting a goal or an assist every week. 4.7. I can see. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you what price I bought him for. So while you you look that up, we were having this discussion earlier on. Just literally how every time, every week I have someone who scores really well, who's a differential. I then see Milivojevic (laughs) pop up with 12 points. And I'm like, what the hell? Like... How could I counter this man? Yeah, I bought him for 4.7. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe he was that cheap. He must have started at 4.5. Yeah, he yeah, he must have. For some reason, because he's like 5.1, 5.2 now. He's 5.3 now. Is he 5.3? <laughs> oh my God. I'm very scared for how much I he's I just assumed be he started season. at 5. No. Because it seemed like... Well, I don't know. It seemed like people weren't oh, really... Oh, he did. He did start at 5. Sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Okay, he started at and 5. And he just dropped loads. Dropped down to 4.7. No! <gasps> dropped down to 4.6. It's been 4.6 for the majority of the season. That's crazy. And then went back up to 4.7. Did he just have like a really bland period at the start of... He just wasn't doing anything like... The odd penalty, but like that was it. What but then when he started getting penalties, I think that's when people, yeah. like after the second penalty in three game weeks, I think people must have cottoned on. I think maybe that's when I got him in. It was in that run where Benteke was getting an assist every game because he was <laughs> winning a penalty every game. Yeah. Some yeah, of them yeah. quite questionable. Yeah. Yeah, so I think on the other side of the coin, we have Leicester, who are oh, sorry, the new Southampton, who say... are the new West Brom. Can I just... Who are the new Crystal Palace? Who are the new Crystal Palace, exactly. Can I just add another thing about Milovic? Um, I actually wouldn't be concerned if you have him in your team. Like, one, it's not worth getting rid now at this point in the season. But also, Benteke literally came on to take the penalty a minute before yeah. the penalty. Like, any other time in the game, Milovic wouldn't have, take, would have taken it. Yeah. It wouldn't have been an issue. Like, It felt like time. a very narrative... It felt like a moment, didn't it? Yeah. So... That's the only reason yeah. Benteke took it was because he'd literally just come on the yeah. pitch. Right and at the they end were four 0 up at the time. Exactly, <laughs> so it didn't matter if. He... So yeah, context is key yeah. here. So a team you would maybe forgive for being on their holidays would be Man City, but they show they evidently aren't with a, a comfortable four-one victory over West Ham. I guess it's what, like you were very no, they're going to go for all the all the records. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. What's happening. They're like one goal off the most goals in a season. Yeah, they've got to get like two points or something to match uh, Conte's, uh, sorry, no, Jose Mourinho's Chelsea points record. They're, they're going for it and they've got some brilliant fixtures to, to come up with. So who's it they're playing next? They have Hudders. Huddersfield, which is a delightful fixture if you look at the form they're in at the moment. Yeah, like it's really sad for the teams they're up against, Huddersfield, Brighton and Southampton. I guess Brighton are near enough safe. Yeah. But anything could happen. I mean, they all have something to play for. That um, that should be stressed, but they're also nowhere near as good as Man City, and that's kind of the problem. But to be fair, on the first day of the season, Brighton did only let two goals in against Man City. Yeah, and it was quite late, wasn't it? I remember remember watching that game and Brighton were well in it for the majority of the game. And then they just, they conceded one goal quite late and then after that it was just like... I thought it was like one goal at like 50 minutes or whatever and then they held off and then there was another one quite late. You know what? 
I'm not going to debate it because I can't really remember. But... Was there even a Duncan goal but... in that first game? <laughs> I, I have no idea. He's done so many, I just don't yeah, remember where they happened. Most games, just assume there was It one. must have been, yeah, it must have been because he did an own goal against Man United and Man City and that's the only time they played right, Man City okay. this season. So, regardless, they, they, they had regardless, a very decent... swipe away like that. <laughs> they had a very decent game and they didn't look like they were going to be hammered by any stretch of the imagination. I would say that Man City have really found their feet over the last sort of 15 to 20 weeks compared to how they were in those early parts mm. of the season. Because, I mean, you remember they, they drew, was it 0-0 or 1-1 with Everton quite early in the season? And I think it was a Wayne Rooney goal as well that was the equaliser when Kyle Walker was sent off. They are a very different proposition to what they were earlier on and I mean West Ham in this game they just didn't really show up did they they just walked about a bit and let Man City do what they wanted with the ball Declan Rice back at it right back at it again yeah he he was on it trying to get an own goal but unfortunately Zabaleta (laughs) chose to steal it off of him which is quite I mean I guess he was looking for a goal against his former team yeah he just forgot which way he was supposed to be shooting exactly yeah it was a little bit disappointing for him and I think it was disappointing for him, but a blessing for, for Rice. Kind of gave him a little bit of a, an out there. But no, I, I think, you know, West Ham, the way they showed up to this game, it's just, it's just as typical a hammering as you can expect from a team who go to play against a Guardiola team and just stand still and jog in the middle of the pitch. So how do you feel about Arnautovic? Arnautovic, he did actually score in this game, but it was ruled out because he pushed Edison over. <laughs> I think Arnautovic is still... Bearing in mind that West Ham still have something to play for because they want to absolutely ensure survival. Um, but also, the Arnautovic's form has been pretty decent in, in recent weeks. And the fact that he plays out of position as a striker, he is one of the the tasty differentials, I think, for the double game week. Uh, so who are they playing? They have... I know it's Man United in the second game. That's on the Thursday. Leicester first, which suddenly actually looks like a really great fixture yeah. for anybody yeah and I think that's the one you'd be hanging your hat on hoping for a, a big return from mm. a guy like Arnautovic uh, so indeed he was forced off for, for Leicester through injury the other day um, and they just fell apart defensively like after after that happened if he's going to be out I'd really worry for Leicester especially as it seems like they have zero motivation whatsoever mm. and I think that makes Arnautovic at his price point of like 7.0 a very intriguing option okay and Man United as well have been conceding a goal a game recently. So, yeah, I think he's still good. Uh, David Silva was granted family leave for this game, which is why he missed out. I, we can't really know until we hear from Pep with the, the press conferences, but I would assume he'll play at least one, if not both, of the, the remaining games in the double game week. But Sterling, I mean, could there be a more nailed-on option? He it's, is, he it's is the only one, right? Sterling, right? Yeah. Those are the two you want. Those are the two that will almost definitely play, yeah. Like, the others are giving me a headache. Bernardo Silva didn't play, and I didn't even notice. Yeah, he didn't come on at all. yesterday, I was like, oh, what? Mendy didn't even come on for a little kick? Yeah, who was it? They brought on Yaya Toure. He seems to be popping popping up quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, They brought on... Oh, some child! Some genuine, legitimate child! He was, like, like, 17. And... Denver? <laughs> I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. It, it began everyone, with an N. If everyone just minds their own business for... And I saw him on the transfers page and was like, did you just add him now, FPL? Because I have not seen this guy. <laughs> I've not seen that name before. I wouldn't be surprised at all. What was his name? Oh, yeah, I have no idea how to say that. Try. Nemecha? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Nemecha. <laughs> Who's that? this guy? I mean, it wasn't even Foden. It was I was like, oh, we bought a Phil Foden now. We're getting in some other kid. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Arson. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the other player who came off was Kyle Walker, and it was Delino who came on. Yes. So hopefully, so I have company, and I'm annoyed. Um, hopefully, Walker will just be out for the season. Delino in. Job. Out for the season. Back for the World Cup. Walker. That's what I'm hoping. Do we need Walker for the World Cup? Yeah, man. He's been brilliant this season. Okay. 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 I'm glad we can uh, agree on that. We'll we can take, deal on that. Otherwise, we'll take Phil Foden and Declan Rice. Yeah, why not? 
we need to wait and see on the Kyle Walker injury, see if it is season-ending. So I'd suggest... And the company injury, to be Yeah, fair. definitely. So I'd suggest if you're looking... If you have any Man City players like company, like Walker, um, or like David Silva even, I- I'd suggest waiting until the end of the week before making your transfers out. Yes. But deadline is circa 7pm on Friday. Yeah, Friday night kickoff, Friday night game. That Just is true. Be aware. So that's something to be aware of. You need to make it during the day on Friday. Yeah, I, I think we need to wait and see with uh, see what Pep says. I still think Silva and Sterling are mm. excellent options, and like you say, Jesus is is brilliant. Mm. Edison, if you have the money, though, if you have the money and you're looking for a goalkeeper for this double game week, I think he's actually one of the best options. I think so. Too. Like it's just he's way too expensive yeah. for anything I could do. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you have that cash purely because the two teams are playing, are not going to touch the ball. Like, <laughs> Brighton and, and Huddersfield. Oh, you never know with Brighton. Yeah, I just feel like they don't have... You know, if they... I don't know. I if don't know, it's hard to say. Brighton, if Brighton get to do the kickoff bit... Yeah, they'll have the ball for them, at least. Exactly. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. But I just don't fancy them. I don't think they have... Enough legs in that team. Well, we'll see. They don't have the fresh legs oh, required. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. Another Manchester team who featured this weekend were uh, Man United with the the old classic Jose versus Wenger. How have you seen Luton have been promoted? Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't. The I knew they were having a good season, but I thought they were going to bottle it. No, they've like been they usually do. Yeah, Luton, my hometown, for, for anyone who didn't know. That's brilliant. Brilliant news. Uh, but no, this this was Jose versus Wenger for the last time. That is, unless Wenger gets a job, job somewhere else where he might come up against Jose. But it all felt a little bit weird. Man United came away with a two-one victory. Nothing about this surprised me. Yeah, whatsoever. It was it was so so predictable that Jose would bring on the big man. He'd score a goal in the ninety-second minute. Arsenal would go home. Heads held high because they had a good performance, but they just didn't do enough to get a point. And I hate Fellaini as well. Like, this weekend I realised there are a number of men who I think shouldn't be footballers just because they don't look like they should be footballers. How do you define such a characteristic? Fellaini, Crouch and Shakiri. So if you take all three of those men... Tall and short men. That is how you define <laughs> men who should not be footballers. Do they not look cool enough? Is that it? Maybe that's it. Well, Fellaini is certainly a weapon. Not one that I'd recommend for your fantasy team, because although he can pop up with a little goal here and there... He doesn't play very often, does he? He is very much a utility man for Jose, and yeah, he's he's the classic Arsenal sort of kryptonite, where it's like, you bring on the big man, you throw in a load of balls and hope he gets his head on it, and that that was literally it. I mean, Lukaku picked up an injury, we'll have to wait and see how bad that is, but but (laughs) it was basically Mavropanos... Making his full debut oh, for Arsenal, the uh, the defender, he's an absolute beast. He was brilliant. So what this game lacked in in attacking quality, we saw some great defending from him. Probably not a player that you can really count on for this uh, double game week or the end of the season because who knows what the hell Arsenal's going to do with his teams. Yeah, that Arsenal squad was mad though. All those children. Yeah. I don't know who they are. It does make me worry a little bit because I have Lacazette and. Aubameyang played, but he didn't look much of a threat because every time Arsenal picked up the ball, they just made bad passes. Like there were there were moments, little flashes, but there was so little attacking quality and so little intensity in this game. It it felt a bit hard to watch. But surely after the Europa's out the way, this yeah. Week, well, that's the question. That's the question. Like, does he decide if we get to the final? Does he decide? I need to rest all my first team players because I don't want them picking up an injury. Mm. Or does he decide, oh, the game isn't for three weeks or whatever, I can play my, my full strength squad. Mm. And I, I don't know if we're going to find out. Also, I thought Mkhitaryan was out until the end of the season. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Came Where out of nowhere. Where the fuck did he come from? Yeah, the news did break on Friday and I, I, I guess he's just back a bit, a bit sooner than expected. Okay. So United have suffered a little bit from defensive rotation recently. Smalling and Lindelof were the, the starting partnership. Smalling I mean, is probably Smalling, the best option, right? Smalling hasn't suffered, I don't think. Yeah. But I mean Man United in general. Oh, I guess. Lots of rotation there. There was a stat earlier about Jones. Did you see this? 
Oh, basically they they win more points or they no, concede, concede less, less fewer goals. If Jones is playing, when Jones is playing, yeah. But I felt like I didn't look into it, but I was like, well, have you looked at like who those games were against and whether they were home or away? And I yeah, I mean, you can make a stat say what you, what you, what you want, want it to, to say, say in many occasions. And I would say though, Man United in their last eight have only kept two clean sheets. Really? Yeah. Which isn't very encouraging, but, and this is my argument for Smalling, he has scored in his last three away games, and the second game in the double game week against West Ham is an away game. That's really interesting, because I think Smalling, like, I'm very happy with Smalling in my team, Hmm. I wouldn't think about getting rid of him. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about... He's not guy I'm looking at this week purely because of their their defensive leakiness, really. Hmm. I, I don't... I'm not convinced by them, but I do think Smalling could definitely pick up a goal. Sure. He he does seem a threat from set pieces, and he, he just always seems to pop up. Like, he got a chance in this game against Arsenal as well. He just completely missed the ball. Uh, Man United, I was very uninspired by their attacking play. I thought this looked a little bit like they felt sorry for Wenger and went a little easy on him. Because although there were some encouraging performances from Arsenal's side of things... They did not really attack at all. Like that time when John Terry played his final game and the other team had to kick the ball out. Yeah, he came off at the 26th minute. Yeah. It was actually the 27th minute because they did it after... The minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that. It felt a bit like, you know, the occasion, the whole Sir Alex Ferguson coming out and giving him the the vase. All of that kind of overshadowed the actual game itself. And I think people were looking at Arsenal almost with a little bit of sort of nostalgia and like just thinking of us as like oh they did quite well because it's quite a young team almost like they feel sorry for us yeah and yeah I didn't think it was very encouraging I would be a little worried about rotation but we'll see what happens if we are out of the Europa League I think you could probably see the first team players coming back in yeah and we got a tricky game on Thursday Pogba managed a goal uh stolen from from Sanchez's header because Bellerin made a really good block, actually. Oh. Bellerin got two bonus points from this, despite conceding two really? goals. I saw he was on for one. I didn't yeah. realise he got no, two. No, he ended up getting two, which is amazing. Oh, good for him. Uh, yeah, Sanchez got the assist, so he won the header. And at, at first, when I saw it, I thought, how has he missed that? Like, how is he hitting the post from there? Then realised Bellerin got the touch to block it. Fell to Pogba, he put it in. Do you have any opinions on Pogba? I think he's a good differential, Pogba. Yeah, 7.9, isn't he? It's quite cheap. Yeah, that's it. It's not expensive. I think if I didn't have Lingard and Mm. I had more money from somewhere, then I'd look at Pogba. I definitely think that you need one United player, at least, for this double game week. The question is, who? I mean, maybe two in some cases. I mean, I've got Lingard and... Smalling. Yeah, I think Lingard's a good shout. I think Smalling's a good shout. I'm not thrilled about Lingard, but I just know he has the potential to do things. Yeah, the problem with Lingard is his minutes, but when he does play, he's often quite impactful. Yeah. And they do have good fixtures. Yeah. And and that's kind of what you have to look at. I mean, Brighton in the first game. Actually, both games are away from home. Smalling could have 10 goals by the end of this week. Well, when in the FA Cup quarterfinal, when Brighton went to... Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Old Trafford. <laughs> um, I believe that's what they call it up there. Um, Man United only won 2 0. Hmm. So. Yeah, it could be a tough game for them. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know actually, like, exactly what will happen. I would say approach the Man United attack with a little bit of caution because from watching this game, Pogba did get the goal. He wasn't very good though. He got one big chance quite early on that he just spooned wide. Other than that, I thought he just looked very sort of lethargic, very lazy. And more that Man United's play in general was very slow and very boring. And it didn't look like they wanted to impose themselves on the game and score. Mm. And if they play like that against Brighton and West Ham, you might be quite disappointed. So that's why I wouldn't go overboard with with United attackers. That's fair. Yeah, so not a lot of heart to be found in this game, unfortunately. But if you're looking for some heart... Southampton got you covered, baby. It's on. I'm so (laughs) shook. I am back. Southampton are going to stay up. Yeah, they were amazing, weren't they? I'm here for it. I am here for (laughs) it. How about that last five minutes on on Match of the Day? The last five minutes of highlights... uh, Sorry, the last five minutes of the game made up about 90% of the highlights of the match. 
where it was just Bournemouth like constantly pummeling their goal. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was really uh, it was really interesting to watch, but yeah, I saw I saw passion, I saw heart, I saw commitment and desire. It was it was whoever their manager is just shouting show some passion at the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he he played football manager that weekend and he was like I figured it out. I know what I've got to do to get this win. And it worked. And it, it did work. And we've seen signs of this from Southampton in the last few weeks. We've seen them improving slowly. Mm. The problem was they didn't have the bottle. And finally, nice. they've got the win that they needed. And yeah. I think that's such a lift. Pretty much everyone with a yellow card as well. So that's nice, isn't it? Good, good lads. That, that is good. I mean, they are showing some passion. They're getting stuck in with the tackles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to recommend anyone from Southampton. No? No. Alright, Bednarek then. <laughs> Alright, if you've got a force to me. <laughs> right. um, I don't even know how much he is. I bet he's well cheap. You know, one reason I wouldn't recommend him is because he's probably one of the highest rotation risks. Played the full 90 in the last three games. I know. But there are those who are definitely safer. You know, and did Ward Prowse even come on? Yeah, he did. Oh. He came on for Tadic, didn't he? Because I have no idea. I didn't watch the game. They gave, they gave Tadic like a nice round of applause for oh. playing a really good game. So the, the key guys to look at for Southampton, I think. I was just looking um, sorry, at... Sorry, uh, Ward-Prowse came on for three minutes. Yeah. So he did come on. That was a question you asked. And it was the right answer. <laughs> Not even worth it, was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Southampton have uh, Swansea away from home. And Everton away as well. And Everton away from home. Those are those are hard fixtures to predict. So, what I have decided is that Everton have nothing to play for, yep. and are also oh no, they're okay at home, aren't they? They are you okay at what? home. Pickford suddenly on this run of clean sheets, I'm about to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wait. Look, at least it's positive for the World Cup. I think against Everton they can win. Hmm. I think they can do it. Swansea is the tough one hmm. because they're both battling. Burning yeah. it out on the on the coast of relegation. Um, on the coast of yeah. relegation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what will. Oh, I actually, I actually have some some faith in Southampton, and bearing in mind, I've just told you that they're going to stay up, and you're uh, you're implying that I haven't got faith. I okay. Let me rephrase that. I have some faith in Southampton as fantasy league. Okay, who are you getting potentials? In? So. One of the guys that I'm looking at this week is Ryan Bertrand, who... Has been a mainstay in the Handsome Eleven. Has been a mainstay in the Handsome Eleven, and purely because he's got that that small potential for attacking returns in some important games, and I think he's usually their stand-up player when they do perform. Um, I really like the look of these two fixtures defensively, because Everton, not the biggest of goal scorers. I know they got two against Huddersfield, but... Huddersfield are looking pretty poor of late. I don't think Everton have a lot to play for. I think Southampton have got to go into this full of confidence and they know they need to get a result. And I think Bertrand, uh, Wesley Hoot, also Yoshida, I think they're all good picks because I think they all have potential to either score or assist. I'm just gassed Yoshida's back in the first team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very exciting. He He seems like a real leader for Southampton and that's kind of, it's kind of what you want when you're in this sort of relegation fight. But, yeah, I think they've got to pick pick up some points here. And I think the Swansea game, Swansea aren't particularly high scorers either. Mm. I think there's at least one clean sheet in those two. Okay, I and hope so. Yeah, I think it's worth, you know, you can even afford to take a minus four and a punt for, for this kind of thing because it is a double game week. You know, worst case scenario, you end up on three, four points. You, you haven't, haven't lost, lost anything. anything. Uh, so I do you think if you're if you're bench boosting particularly, mm-hmm. I think Southampton are a good differential shout because not many people are going to trust them. I would warn off of Tadic though because he is the kind of player who shows up for one two games a season and looks amazing, and you're like, wow, this guy's really good, and then he disappears. I like, think I had him at the start of the season. Quite possibly. When we all loaded up on Southampton players. Yeah, when we thought they were going to have a good season. And and they they kept a couple of clean sheets, but they just couldn't score. And that has been their problem for a lot of this season. Looks like they are finding their net now, but despite his very, very good performance, and he was brilliant, I think he has a real problem with consistency. And you're probably going to see him finish on two or three points when this double game week's over. So I'd I'd be wary. 
I'd maybe only look at one Southampton player. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the double game week is encouraging, mm. I think. Um, the other hand, Bournemouth, no double game week. Just out here chilling, aren't they, really? Yeah. Don't need to do anything. I mean, they're, they're next to the beach, they're on the beach, they're, they bought the beach, <laughs> they... Oh, they are the beach. Bournemouth is on the sea. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get the joke now. Uh, yeah, I'd, I mean, no double game week, no good fixtures, really. Nah. <laughs> no, just let them chill. Yeah. Uh, so Southampton, you know, we spoke about them having a, a little bit of trouble scoring. One team who also have a lot of trouble scoring at the moment, Huddersfield. I am so gutted for Huddersfield. It I looks think, like they're going down, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's such a shame because they haven't had a bad season hmm. at all. Like, I don't know if they've even been in the bottom three. Yeah, they've been out of it for a real long time. I think they probably were towards the beginning of the season, but but they've been comfortably above it. And it, they've had this kind of this kind of trope of their season where they've been slipping down and everyone's been like, they're relegated, this is it. And then they'll get a big win against Man United. And you'll yeah. be like, what, what just happened? How, yeah. how has this happened? I think their problem is that, yeah, they can't put the ball in the net. They, they're kind of flagging at this point in the season. And their three remaining games are Man United, Arsenal and Manchester City. Yeah, it's not good, is it? And, also, like, and I think if they do go back down, I think they, after this season, yeah. they'll be back up yeah. in the following season. Like, surely this ex- the experience of this Premier League is like enough to see them do good. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, and I guess the... Sorry, I, I got that wrong. It's uh, Chelsea, not Man United. That okay. Um, yeah, they've, they've done really well. And on their wage budget, which is like ridiculously lower than any other Premier League club, there's, you know, you can only expect so much from, from mm. this sort of team. But I think the, the problem is you're seeing that, that lack of quality, that lack of depth now. And with their fixtures, they're going to have to pull off a bit of a miracle to stay up because... Yeah. All of the teams we thought were, were definitely down now are starting to sh- show some character and have some, some slightly more slightly more favourable fixtures, yeah. let's say. Um, Everton, on the other hand, they, they managed to come out of a 2-0 win. Tosun scored again. Yeah, so I know I put this for someone, but I couldn't remember who. Tosun, next season, in my team straight away. Hmm, yeah, he, I think he's a decent shout. It was a really good finish for his goal. I think now, like, well, obviously it's not worth it. The, this, the season now no double game week nothing to play for boring exactly. team <laughs> but when like next year and they won't have European football next year either yeah so it'll just be like mad let's, let's go everyone let's get good I I have faith that he'll he'll come good yeah and I, I think one of the one of the things about um, sorry I've just been distracted by a goal Deli Ali scored oh our oh, <laughs> captain it's it's a horrible mistake from the goalkeeper. How he do you went, know? He went oh, to catch watching, a cross. You watching the game? Yeah. Dan, we're trying to no, do No, I, I only put it on to check the score, and at that exact moment, a goal had just gone in. Who Christian Eriksen assist. Is it still kind of easy? Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, what were we saying about Everton? You were saying about Tyson being good. Yeah, so he's... <laughs> He's actually had a really good season. I thought it was weird when Allardyce was doing his whole oh, I'm not going to play him until we stayed up and then started playing him again. It, he plays some weird mind games that don't really seem to make any logical sense. Mm, okay. But he's, he's put on... You know, he's been scoring quite consistently now and in a team that isn't very creative. So I think you have to give him a lot of credit for that. If next season they have a new manager, let's say Marco Silva, for example, who we've all forgotten about at this point... I think he could be a really good option. I'm quite gassed for Baines as well. Like, mm. Baines was obviously out the majority of this season, yeah. being dead or whatever. But I, I've i always had a soft spot for an Everton defender for absolutely no reason. I mean, I guess I still have this season with Pickford. Yeah, true. But, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not, there's not really much to say about Everton. The lack of double game week makes them a hard sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, next season, if they... You know, if they get rid of Sam and they start actually playing some football, they could be a really good shout. Mm-hmm. Swansea lost to Chelsea, and I thought they were a little bit unlucky. Yeah, I watched the game. My internet kept dropping out, and I was so mad yeah. that I spent more of the game just screaming at my computer. Than <laughs> Rather spent, than screaming at the game. Yeah, than I spent actually watching it. Um, no, I thought they, they put in a solid performance, but they just conceded too early, essentially. And after that, just it was an uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier... 
they're a team that find it hard to score goals mm. and the key thing for them is not to tighten up defensively because they're already very strong defensively as evidenced by, by only a 1-0 loss to Chelsea mm. and the way that they dominated the second half. Like, I think they had they had no shots or like one or two shots in the first half. Right. They had eight in the second half and they just seem to have all of the territory and that's what they need to do a bit more of. Uh, but I think Swansea keeping in mind the double game week, having at least one defender or goalkeeper is probably a must, if you're bench boosting anyway. So, okay. I'm also looking at this as they need to score goals. Yeah. Like, they have yeah. to score goals if they're going to stay up. Yeah. And I think Jordan Ayew is a priority. Mm. I think uh, Fabianski or a defender are priorities in that they're cheap and, like, they need to do good. Yeah. But... Jordan Ayew is the man who's going to do the goals. Yeah. They do have a threat from set pieces, which is another thing to consider. Oh, Tom Carroll up in that. So their, their defenders, uh, Fernandez, Van der Horn. Uh, keep an eye on Fernandez if you're thinking about him, because he is he has been out injured. Uh-huh. But he's meant to be fine for the next game. We're just waiting to hear, basically. Okay. Uh, but no, I think all of their all of their central defenders are a threat, Mawson included. Uh, Mawson is expensive, so if you're if you're making low value transfers, you may need to look at Fernandez or Van der Horn. Uh-huh. Um, I I do agree with you actually. I I think he's one of the best picks you can have. And the same price as Barnes as well. So if yeah. you just want to do a little switch a straight through, swap, yeah, that's what I was going to do this week. Don't know if I will now. The only reason I'm not going for Ayu is because I have Lacazette and Aubameyang, and I'm hoping. Lacazette will play one, if not both, of the games. Um, and I just can't afford to take a minus four for a striker when I already have a, a double game week striker. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think he is a, a strong shout. The only worry I would have is that Swansea do not score many. But if there's someone who's got to pop up with a goal or two, it's yeah. probably got to be him. For sure. Chelsea, anyone from them? Um, so I'm really glad I didn't get Giroud in. Yeah. Obviously, he did play, he did start, but he didn't really have a decisive contribution. Um, So, obviously, we haven't seen anything from Kane yet, but that's what that would have essentially looked like. Yeah. Um, So, I'm okay with that. Uh, As for Equator, I think, is the only person I would recommend for Chelsea if you have the money, which I can't believe anyone does. Yeah, 6.9. I could do it, actually, but I just. I'd rather have two, like a Southampton defender and another double game week defender for my, my bench boost okay. that I can afford. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> just that's it. Yeah. I, I, we should probably mention Alonso just for the people who are thinking about it. Is he back? He will be back. Um, the Liverpool game. I believe so. I will check this for sure. But one reason I would say to steer clear, oh. even if he is... Okay is that, yeah, he is available. Emerson came in and played really well at left back. Who the fuck is this? They signed him in January. Oh. And he just hasn't... He's only played, like, a few cup games here right. and there. Right, I didn't know who he was, and then you didn't reply to my message. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess no one knows. So there was a lot of worry when they signed him. A lot of people being like, oh, Chelsea, is there going to be a rotation option now? Is, is Alonso a rotation risk? And evidently that wasn't the case, but... But now... It could be now. He's been quite strong, and they do have two games in, what, like, three, four days. So you could see Alonso missing out on one or both. I agree with you. I think the only value in Chelsea is in Azpilicueta, and I don't think there's anyone else worth looking at. Good. Uh, Right, Okay. so Newcastle were my big disappointment of the week, I think. Another unlucky team. Yeah, I was... Quite disappointed. I had Dubravka in. Yeah. Luckily, Fabianski got the same amount of points. Yeah. So I wasn't mad, but yeah, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, and I don't think they really deserved to lose. Okay, I didn't see on balance of the game or like pay attention to mm. enough of the game. To West Brom basically had one chance. It and was a very good chance. Oh, it was in like the fourth minute. Yeah, wasn't it? it was. It was really early on in the game, and. Newcastle just switched off defensively and there was a load of space in behind. Uh, Phillips picked up the ball. Phillips, who was a great... was even on. He was brilliant, I think, last season or was it it the season before? It might have been the season before. He went through a period of being on really hot form 
And it was a really emphatic finish. Basically, he kicked it so hard, Dubravka couldn't get near it. it. Um, But other than that, I thought Newcastle were really solid. Kennedy hit the post. Uh, He really should have just passed it. Basically, he could have passed it to the side. And I think it was Perez who was standing there would have had a simple tap in. Instead, he goes for the shot himself and he hits the post and it goes wide. So a little bit disappointing from Newcastle. I think Rafa, judging by the the post-match interview... He seemed quite disappointed with the performance. But I think, you know, this is one of those intangibles in football. Like, Darren Moore comes in. Darren Moore has eight points from four games. He hasn't lost yet as, as West Brom manager. Like, I'm so really genuinely pleased for him. Yeah. He seems like such a nice man hmm. as well. You can just hear it from the interviews of the players, the way they talk about him, is that they just want to play for him. Right. And I think the fact that he is well-liked at the club and by the players is a big factor in why they're doing so well. Uh-huh. I, you do wonder how long that will last because mm-hmm. obviously Craig Shakespeare replaced Ranieri and it didn't take too long for him to get sacked after uh, after the initial mm-hmm. sort of boost they got. But I do think he's part of the fabric of that club and yeah, they, they really seem to love him. So he's, he's doing a great job. It's a shame they don't have a double game week because I think they would have been... A very interesting sort of outside shot that no one would be looking at. No, they, they are doing really well. And Newcastle, on the other hand, they struggled to get the goal they needed. Uh, but I do think are one of the the pretty solid double game week shouts, particularly in defence. Uh, Dubravka, you mentioned you have him. Yeah. At 4.5, he's a very good option if you're uh, playing a little benchy boost. Or even as a, a first choice keeper, because they have, they have Watford in the first game which is a decent fixture, we assume, because Watford are Watford. And then they play Spurs in the second game, which they may not win, but they also have uh, a good chance of save points. It's a bit mad, isn't it, actually, that Watford aren't even nearing relegation. relegation. When they just keep losing games and being totally gutless in their performances. It's pretty mad, isn't it? It is quite strange, uh, but I guess that's what you get when you have a, a good run early on in the season. Yeah. Anyone else from Newcastle? I mean, I have Perez. I think he's a good outside shout. I think so too, but I don't want him anymore. Yeah. It's, it's funny. He's like beating that drum really hard, and now I'm just like, nah. A few weeks you start to doubt it, but I'd just say from watching the, the highlights of this performance, it was not a bad performance from Newcastle. They did have chances to score. They were defensively very solid, apart from that one moment. And like I said, it's the intangibles. It's Darren Moore comes in, West Brom have a massive lift, and somehow West Brom are winning big games that yeah. they, they need to. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to face that against Watford. <laughs> I think they have a good chance against Spurs because it's, even though that's a tougher game, it's a lot easier to raise yourself when you're playing against Tottenham than it is when you're playing against West Brom. So I, I think they, they have a good shout there. Liverpool versus Stoke and Salah missing a sitter. It was pretty funny. <laughs> when you don't own Salah and you haven't captained Salah, as mentioned by, I'm sure, a million other pundits on the social medias, he is human after all. He can miss chances. Yeah, I'm not, mad, like, I'm not mad in the slightest. I'm not bothered. I'm keeping him for the next two games because I think it's stupid not to. Like, if you've already got him, yeah, you might yeah. as well. Yeah. Because like, my argument would be... With one transfer, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Get Hazard in? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not worth it for a guy like Hazard. Or Sanchez, like... Uh, yeah, to to touch on, you know, Hazard you mentioned, like, he got an assist this week, but he just doesn't seem to be producing the numbers that you need. No. Um, so I do think Salah is capable of a lot more in one week, uh, in one fixture, yeah. than Hazard is. I've got Sanchez as a bit of a differential and I do like the Man United fixtures but you know as I mentioned earlier the the performance from Man United wasn't really good at all. So Salah with Brighton in the last fixture is really what I'd be looking at and yeah. being like that's that's going to be potential triple captaincy option if you still have the the chip available. I'm probably going to look at doing that in the last week bringing him back in. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to go for someone mad from a triple. Oh really? Yeah. You know, to be fair, I might do the same. Like I'm saying that that is the obvious like standout candidate for me. But I I could easily see myself doing something like something a little bit more outlandish. Um, I've got a couple of things. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, everybody beware that Liverpool play in the Champions League Wednesday yeah. this week, so they might die, as Oxlade Chamberlain did last week. R.I.P. the Ox. I'm quite gutted for him. I'm absolutely gutted for him because he's been he's been a revelation this season. He he went from looking like a pretty second rate overrated, overhyped English youngster Arsenal to a hugely <laughs> dynamic, influential player at Liverpool. And I hated watching him play for England as well yeah. because like he'd just do the dumbest shit. Yeah. But now he's just really stepped up his game and I think that goes to show what what a good coach can do for you and especially if the team plays in the way that suits your your physical characteristics it's a shame for Liverpool I think and for England Liverpool yeah and for England I'm going to win the World Cup now yep we've, <laughs> we've fucked it now uh, Liverpool have had actually quite a lot of issues in recent weeks obviously Mane picked up an injury oh, yeah. he should be back for for the Champions League game though so he should be fine uh, I think Henderson picked up a little knock. We'll mm. see what happens with him. He did manage to to continue the game, but also their assistant manager has has been placed on leave because he apparently had well the rumor is that he had a massive falling out with Jurgen Klopp. Right. But the official line is that he's uh, he's been. He's hurt his back. No, <laughs> no, it's not the Coutinho defense. That was good. That was a good funny football joke. It was though, right? well done. Thanks. <laughs> um, no, it's. They're, the club are saying that it's for personal reasons. Okay. But apparently this guy is like really influential in the club and really important to the the team and their success this year. So Interesting. It does look like the wheels are sort of falling off a little bit Liverpool, but I mean, they still have the quality to go on and, and do well this season, I think, mm-hmm. even with all of this stuff going down. Uh, but Salah is the one and only option I think you need to look at. There's no one else there really. Stoke, no double game week, so no go. Oh, you and you're keeping Van Dyke. No. Oh, he's probably going to be. So I'm looking at taking probably a minus eight for two double game week defenders. (laughs) What? I got to do it. I got to play the game, man. Okay. And it might work out fantastically. If it does, you won't be signed, will you? You'll be like, oh, well done, Dan. That was brilliant. Great work, son. But they won't be any Stoke players, and they probably won't be any Brighton and Hove Albion players. Right, either. well, I'm still banging the dunk drum. <laughs> After this clean sheet now, I'm gassed. Oh. Go on. I'm going to keep... Like, I'm just this gonna, is your time to shine. I'm going to keep on the bench, not that it matters, because I'm playing the bench, Bruce. Yep. But, like, I don't want to actually play him and look like a madman. You are you gonna have him third on your bench or like it doesn't matter though, second does it? or first? I think at the moment it I've matters him, from an aesthetic point of view. At the moment, I've got him second with Tomkins and Milivojevic either side. Yeah, I think um, just because that's nice. Uh, I did color code my team at, at one point. Oh, good for well, you! Not color code, but organize them in a <laughs> a colored fashion. Yeah, it was very good, and it took me a really long time. And now I'm like, why did I ever do that? <laughs> Uh, I, like he, I don't expect him to get more than two points by the end of the game week. Matt Ryan, on the other hand, goalkeeper extraordinaire, shooking in content. Ten I points. I can't wait for Australia to win the World Cup. <laughs> that will probably not happen. Fair warning. You look very upset by this, but no, I, I think know. England have a better chance of winning it than Australia. Australia. Well, that Aaron therein Murray. lies your reason why Switched they won't. Read Australian. From no, New he's Zealand. New Zealand. I may have told a little lie when I said I wasn't going near any Brighton players. Because you're getting Matt Ryan in now, aren't you? Because Matt Ryan is my one transfer that I've already made. So Nick why, did you say out. why did you open this section with that bold-faced lie? Because I completely forgot that Matt Ryan was sick. <laughs> but no, <laughs> like, they, they are... He is the only player that I would look at for this double game week. Reason being, saves. Just saves galore. Yeah. They play Man United and Man City. Like He's well good, isn't he? There are going to be mad saves and ting. And it's going to be awesome. Uh, I would like to give a little shout out to Burnley. Just for every week they surprise us with a new Burnleyism. Like the, <laughs> the goal line scramble, which featured heavily Matt Ryan with an amazing save. He was on the floor and he just kind of flips it in three different directions. Absolute chaos. K... Oh, there were like I think three shots in that one motion 
of just the bo- Matt Ryan being on the floor and making saves where it's just kicked at him. And then it is backheeled past the goalkeeper, blocked on the line by, I think, was... Was it Dunk know. on the line? I think Dunk was the one they were thinking might have handballed it and Burnley were calling for a handball. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. But that was incredible. And that was just... I just freaking love it, man. Like, both of the... Matt Ryan, Burnley, those guys are just completely after my heart. It was it was amazing stuff. It was properly dramatic. Other than that, I didn't think an awful lot went down, really. Nah. Um, nah. It's quite a subdued game. I think Burnley, you know, they're, consi- they're continuing to to do what they do really well. They they keep it tight at the back. Nick Pope only had to make one save all game. It's a bit boring, that, isn't it? It is a bit boring. I, I was used to him, you know, at least making three or four, getting a, getting a little save point on the board. But it, it wasn't to be, unfortunately. I think Burnley are still strong. And if you have Burnley players sitting around in your team, it's probably still worth holding on to, on to them. I don't want Barnes skeptical. against Arsenal. But yeah, no, maybe... Like, the the Burnley-Arsenal is just a fixture I can't get my head around. Like, it makes me angry thinking about it. Yeah. I get stressed. Yeah. Don't like it. And it's Arsenal at the Emirates, unfortunately, which, for Arsenal, is the only place they can win games. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think your Burnley defenders for the last week when they play Bournemouth could still be valuable. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, yeah, I guess it depends how many hits you need to take to get rid of them. Like... It's probably worth keeping one of them around and not going absolutely mental over it. Nick Pope is probably the standout one to keep, to be honest, because you would expect Arsenal to get quite a few shots away against them. I guess, yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. You'd probably think that you'd have a better goalkeeper in for the double. Yeah, or... there's so many options. Yeah. There's Edison, there's De Gea, there's oh, Matt Ryan. <laughs> there's... <laughs> There's, who else is that? Fabianski is another good one. Dubravka. Like, there are so many with two games that you'd probably pick over Pope for this, particularly considering their fixture. So, that was that. That was the weekend's action. Shall we move on to a little preview? Yeah. Just... Of the double game week. So, as mentioned earlier, the, uh, we've got a Friday night, Friday night rager. Brighton at home versus Man United. Get your Matt Ryans in. Um, Saturday... 12.30 is Stoke Crystal Palace. What a rampage that'll be. Uh, the three o'clock Bournemouth Swansea, Leicester West Ham, Watford Newcastle and West Brom Spurs. I wonder if I'll... Oh, and then the the 5.30 is Everton Southampton. And I can't understand for the life of me how they've got those two fixtures that way round. Why am I having to watch Everton Southampton on a Saturday night? Hmm. Who has done this? I think it'll be quite exciting for me. Uh, this has encouraged me to bring Bertrand in. I think this is it. I've got, I've got skin in the game, baby. I don't like the Spurs Any at thoughts? Three, 3 o'clock either. No, I think all of those 3 o'clocks are really dull. I actually think all of those games on Saturday are really dull. I think West Brom win against Spurs. And then all of the <laughs> yeah, others Yeah, I just... do fancy that. Meh. I do fancy that. That's going to be... If there's one game on here that's going to throw off my accumulator, it's got to be West Brom Spurs. Well, obviously, just put West Brom to win. Yeah. Duh. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be worried about that. But no, I, I think there could be a shock there. Well, it's not a shock, is it? Because we're all looking at it and being like, yeah, West Brom probably win that. Not a shock to us, maybe, okay. but to the greater, the greater footballing audience. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I think these are. They look like they could be quite subdued. But I think we'll be surprised and they'll end up being like five goals in Bournemouth-Swansea or something. Maybe. It'll be a thriller. We'll see, but I doubt we can say the same for either Leicester or Watford. Yeah. <laughs> Leicester, they are at home. They may want to, to regain some pride, but... There's I'm, no point, is there? I'm liking Arnautovic for that. Yes, yeah, an interesting little lineup of fixtures. I think they've basically put low crappy ones there so you can get excited for Sunday. Oh, Super Sunday. Uh, Man City Huddersfield at half one, and then for some reason someone's put these two games on at the same time: Arsenal Burnley and Chelsea Liverpool. So I presume Chelsea Liverpool is going to be the TV fixture. I've no idea, Dan. Well, obviously the Man City game is where the the trophy presentation will be done. The day for Man City to really, you know, really feel it, hold the trophy, and what get if, all excited and stuff. What if Huddersfield win? <laughs> That'd be a, a brilliant result for Huddersfield. 
I can't see it happening. I think the fact that it is this like trophy presentation day means that you're going to see a very strong team from Man City as well. And the likes of the David Silvers, the likes of the Sterlings, the De Bruyne's, they will all be featuring and it'll probably be a very comfortable win for City. So no children is what you're saying? No children. Maybe some children coming off the bench late on, but yeah, I think a strong team all around. Okay. Arsenal Burnley, I have no idea. I mean, I think we should win that, but I could definitely see that being a nil-nil or a one-nil either way. A one-nil with a... A 95th minute handball. Yeah, absolutely. Like some kind of drama at the end because that's always how it seems to go down with Dyche versus Arsenal. Uh-huh. Uh, Chelsea-Liverpool. Actually, there is something to play for here for these two teams because Champions League, isn't it? Oh, right, yeah. It just looks a bit... I don't really enjoy watching Chelsea at this time of the season. I thought they looked quite good with Giroud on the pitch. Uh, he just He has some lovely little touches. But uh, they're just not scoring enough goals. They're not very exciting. Neg vibe. Then, we have Tuesday after yeah. that. So there's nothing on Monday. But then your midweek, lads. Swansea, Southampton on Tuesday. Wednesday is Chelsea, Huddersfield, Leicester, Arsenal, Man City, Brighton, and Spurs, Newcastle. So and a lot of games for a Wednesday, man. It is quite a lot. And then rounding off on Thursday is West Ham and United. Yeah. Where this are you seems... seeing your clean sheets in here? I don't know. This seems like years away, but I guess it's quite close, isn't it? Like, oh, my tiny little brain is too small. You know what, actually? This is quite good because then we can record on Monday. Yeah. And it, it's like a good clean break between oh, the two Oh, that's bits. brilliant, yeah. What I was going to say is that this TV scheduling is very insensitive to our podcasting responsibilities. I'd agree. <laughs> very unsympathetic. Wholeheartedly. Um, right, clean sheet cup. Are we doing two fixtures? Yes. Cool. We'll do ABBA. Okay. So my, my first pick is going to be Man City versus Huddersfield on Sunday. A Huddersfield team... to keep a clean sheet, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Man City to keep a clean sheet. Okay, this is the third time in a row you... I mean, that's not true. This is the second time in a row you've gone for a tea... You've gone for a game with Huddersfield featuring. Yeah. Um, because last week I went for nil-nil Huddersfield-Everton which yeah, did not come off say something else funny about football and goalkeepers and oh what are they doing in the World Cup is it ABBA I assume so Ooh. I really don't know though Ooh. who did you pick for your clean sheet cup last week oh sorry everybody did you get any points yeah I went for for Burnley against Brighton annoying because I could have had two points you could have had a nil-nil damn hey, it I didn't but one point is enough you literally can't win I, you know I would have gone for that if I didn't have Burnley players I was relying on. <laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't jinx it. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you can't win now, I'm afraid. You can draw. <laughs> yeah, but I'm nothing like Leicester. I'm going to fight till the end <laughs> and try and try and get back in this. Get back in on goal difference. Yeah. So, yeah, Man City is my first pick. Who oh, you got? Oh, sorry. I, did, I forgot we were doing ABBA. It's like football all over again. I will have... A little thing. I wish I'd thought about this before doing that. You know what? I'm going to have Newcastle against Watford. And your next one? Oh, I forgot I had to do yep. two. Let me write it down, otherwise I'll forget. Chelsea against Huddersfield, I think, actually. Yeah. That's the one I was eyeing. I was going for the, the full house Huddersfield. You can't have it because ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, then? I'm going to go for one that, that I really like. Like the look of Tuesday, Swansea, Southampton, nil-nil. And I'm jinxing myself because I'm going to have Fabianski, Fernandez, and Bertrand playing in this game. Who? Fabianski, Fernandez, and Bertrand. Hey man, you judge me when I make that amazing 200 point return. Done. I've got faith. Okay. Cool. So that was a clean sheet cup. What do we do now? You can find us on Twitter. I've been quite vocal this week. I don't know if you've noticed. Hmm. Um, my favourite one was when I couldn't work out which team Mkhitaryan actually played for. And they were like, Mkhitaryan scored against his old club. And I was like, okay. Which one is the old, which one is the yeah. old club? <laughs> which one does he play for now? Why wouldn't they just say the names? And I was like, oh no, Man United have scored again. This is so annoying. I need them to not keep a clean sheet. And that oh. is why we have you on this podcast. Thank you. For that kind of amazing Mkhitaryan insight. Thanks. And Dan did a really good tweet about um, 
In fact, Mark, Mark Hughes. Hughes as well. That was really funny. <laughs> it was like a little story. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really good. It was good content. We've got good content. So if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's at Lid Analysis. Um, you can then look at all of our good content for yourself with your own eyeballs. Yeah. You can you can click the little heart button to show how much you like that you that really content. You can. What else can you do? You can email us, can't you? Yes. Um, at hello at the dot com. That is correct. Nailed it. Thanks. Uh, and what's the other thing you need to do? You need to rate and review this podcast, don't you? And then you can subscribe as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do that on wherever you you do that. Um, on your podcast thing. Yeah. On your on little your app. Exactly. On your chosen podcast. Find app. these guys. Give us a five stars because you know it's the right thing to do. Because you know how much these these yeah. little people would appreciate it. Um, Alright, let's wrap it up guys Thanks so much for listening And I hope you have a very good game week Please remember that the deadline is Friday And don't leave your team in a state Probably also don't Captain Salah Yeah, I I agree with all of those things pretty much Especially the remembering to change your team You know what, actually um, Something we didn't consider Is anyone triple captaining in the double Alright What are you saying? I'm saying, who the hell are they supposed to triple captain? <laughs> no, that's what I'm asking you. Who who are you thinking? Well, I mean, I guess the obvious ones are Kane and Eriksson. Yeah. Right? I think Kane is probably the one that most people had earmarked for this weekend. I think Sterling is beginning to look like the real one you should be, I'd should be looking at. I'd definitely put it on Sterling or Jesus. If you were going to ask me for a triple captain and I had to tell you right now I would say Sterling hands down there we go his form has been way too good there you go lads that's the that's the real bit of advice you needed yeah. isn't yeah. it I will probably go for I would go for David Silva if uh, if it was me but you know that's one of those that uh, I'm taking a risk there and being a little bit of a renegade and also you're not playing triple captain this week so and really I'm not. everything you've said doesn't really mean anything well I am captaining him still well that's fine so I'm still taking the risk just not as defined a risk. But yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. It's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be good. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully you've got to see all the points roll in and have a very successful week and move up those ranks. So thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Goodbye, podcast Bye. listeners. <gasps> and it'll be our last episode next week. Oh, goddamn. It could be emotional. It could be emotional. We will see. But until then, goodbye. Back. My dear listeners.